0: The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. There was a moment where I was reading that political headline of the 51 former intelligence officials say that this is Russian disinformation, and I kind of burst it out laughing because it's just so preposterous. It's so ridiculous. It's beyond parody. It's absolutely beyond parody, and we all know it.
1: That's right. And joining us right now, we are so lucky to have back on the show, Emma Jo Morris. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. And we replayed um, in the last segment your uh, opening statement when you did chuckle a little bit because of the the unbelievable ridiculousness that you have gone through over the last couple of years. Um, and you did, you did catch some criticism for that. So how has life been since you had uh, appeared at that hearing? Censorship hearing. <laughs>
0: It's been crazy um it's been really crazy I feel like a lot of people have been talking about that that opening statement in ways that I could yes. never imagined and never thought at the time um I wouldn't say that I've been criticized to be honest like mm-hmm. it's been it's been a deluge of of positivity um honestly like I I it, it's humbling I don't even really know what to say like people have been so um, so Forthcoming. They've been expressing gratitude. They've been, you know, trying to connect. They've been saying that it was brilliant. That that's exactly how we were all thinking. That it was cathartic um, to watch. Like people have been just. It's mm-hmm. been really emotional, actually, for me. Um, yeah. I because did. I'm not used to this. Um, you know, I obviously have some level of like a public persona, but this has been something else completely. And not only that, but people were reaching out really emotional. I think that. Mm-hmm. People in many ways with the censorship feel like they live in a, in a tyranny, and watching somebody on their behalf speak, and not only speak and articulate what's going on, but to, to mock the tyrants in their eyes, I think has been really, really powerful for people.
1: What does it feel like, Emma, Joe, to be accused of disinformation, misinformation, falsely accused? And do you have any recourse? Can you sue people for telling um the world that your reporting is basically crap you know like she's just peddling you know disinformation and she's not a real journalist and she's do you know what i mean i can't like i can't even imagine what that was like
0: it's horrible it's totally horrible it's horrifying because the truth is like i'm actually not really political like i'm not ideological at all and I encourage um, the listeners to check out my byline at com, where you can scroll through and see, like, I'm not ideological at all. I mean, I published a piece last month where I was exalting um, certain elements of Pride Month that I think are important to acknowledge because it's a civil rights um, struggle. You know, so I am not ideological, and I will write tons of things that conservatives get really pissed off at. Mm-hmm. And then I'll write other things that, you know, I'm called a Russian disinformation agent by the left, because that's how they criticize things that they disagree with. So, you know, it being called that broadly and, and having that blanketed over you, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's horrifying, but, you know, I never thought about suing. Um, I just don't have that impulse. Um, I, I think that over time, you know, and unfortunately, it takes some time, times a long time, but I think over time, as we're seeing, you know, this this isn't sticking. What, People know what, that okay. that is ridiculous. But,
1: but what is your emotion right now? Are you angry about it? Are you relieved that finally you've been vindicated? I mean, do you feel well, so like I knew a
0: eventually? I knew that this would eventually happen because mm-hmm. I How verified you it? it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, was, I knew, I knew. And, you know, there was another moment in the hearing um, that I, I don't know if it, it totally landed. I don't know if it went over some people's heads, but I'll explain it right here. Um, there was a moment in the hearing where um, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik um, said, has your reporting been verif- uh, Has it been confirmed by the legacy media? And I said, mm-hmm. I hope so, because I was 27 when I published it. And what I meant by that was, if it hadn't been, I wouldn't be here. I would be a barista. You know, I didn't have, I didn't have any experience under my belt to bolster a career after a mistake that big.
1: Well, you, you know, know so, that I, would have, I wouldn't have put together, but I understand what you're saying now. Is my people whole in life your was riding on this being right. Yes. I was sure. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Now, you talked about the biggest reveal in this whole experience, and we're speaking with Emma Jo Morris of Breitbart, was that. That it revealed, and this is why I said that, you know, I consider you a champion, because what you endured personally and professionally was really, for the rest of us, a tremendous revelation uh, that we got to experience, uh, and you called it an unholy alliance between the legacy media that you just spoke of, the intelligence community, and the social media giants. Why is that? I mean, it's obvious, but I'm going to ask you, why is that so dangerous for Americans?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not necessarily obvious because there are a lot of people, and as you would see in the hearing, you know, there was some some chatter about it being un-American to say these things or anti-American to say these things because, you know, these are patriots and they're there mm-hmm. to protect you. Right. And a lot of people have that perception. I don't have that perception. Why? Because I watched not so long ago, you know, I was working still at this point, um, the security state, again, use the legacy media and use social media to propagate a false narrative mm-hmm. that the president of the United States was a Manchurian candidate for Russia. Right. And what we're seeing, unfortunately and, and terrifyingly, is that our spy agencies and our intelligence agencies and our federal law enforcement agencies have decided that they are an entity unto themselves, and that they therefore have interest. And they're using their awesome power, and it is incredible. It's 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 chilling to look into the power mm-hmm. that these agencies have. Um, you can't believe that in America that any ent- entity would have that power. Even yeah. um, they're they're using that power in order to execute operations mm-hmm. on the American people, right? You know this was always a function that we had agreed um, we would we would pull on other countries mm-hmm. because we have interests around the world, and we want to do everything we can, sometimes underhandedly to secure those interests mm-hmm. so you know you watch the CIA has coups mm-hmm. across the world and they and they engineer all kinds of things and mm-hmm. intelligence operations and psychological operations yeah. they did that on us mm-hmm. And that is just unthinkable. Well, because I'm, I'm reading that, that takes away that takes away freedom. That takes away agency, and you realize when you start to kick that tire that as the power of the intelligence community grows, necessarily the individual's power shrinks, mm-hmm. and that is not like I mean, I'm a journalist. I can't have that,
1: right? I mean, what happens is your whole it's like being betrayed by. Yes, You know, in in a relationship, everything that you thought was real is not. And now you question everything, every relationship, every ounce, and people that, you know, you talk about the intelligence community being the the people of the world that have the highest integrity and the highest security can do this to their own people. Well, right.
0: And I think that there is a lot of damage and a lot of pain that has been caused by that behavior. Mm-hmm. And that's why I laughed at them. Yes. I laughed at them and people freaked out. I
1: know they did. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, like you might have caught some crit- criticism for it. But honestly, when you laughed, I laughed. I was cheering. Yeah. But, you know, like I laughed too. Because I'm like, I know. Isn't this ridiculous? I mean, she's like, it's so unbelievable. Like, you well, have but that's to. It.
0: Like, it's so stupid that I can't, you know, i, can't I even say Congress and we case. have to be serious. But I can't mm-hmm. keep. I can't keep the bit. You know, I'm not, I can't take these people seriously. None of us do. We all just pretend to. Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's why I loved, I loved it so much. I, I need to ask you that I'm guessing and correct me if I'm wrong. Have you ever like, have you ever done this before? Testify in front of a hearing like that? No. Okay. What did you learn about yourself?
0: Oh, wow. Interesting question. Um, what did I learn about myself? I've
1: never had that. I, I know I know what you did. <laughs> you can't <laughs> okay. think of it. I know what you I I know I know what you did. Is that I think what I would be thinking if I were you is I was right I could trust myself. I can trust my gut. I could trust what I discovered like I know I did the work I can trust that I did the work you know what I mean because a lot of yeah, times a lot I, of people would second guess themselves everyone's questioning you and ridiculing you and mocking you and you know and then and then saying this is just a for me. Oh, 51 intelligence and and now it's like you against them and you're like no I'm telling you I verified yeah. so like I like I would have been like I can hold my head up high and and say 100% I trust myself. I did that, you know. I did the homework.
0: That's very sweet of you. I think. I
1: think maybe something along those lines.
0: You know, I I always trusted this one thousand percent, and you know that's why I went out on that limb mm. in twenty twenty. Big limb, you know. I I knew that this was going to be something that would change my life for better or worse.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but but I knew that it would be a big deal, and I knew that I, no matter what, I had to know that we did it right, and that mm-hmm. I did it right, and that I could hang my. Hang my career on that yes. because I would need to, and um, and and I knew that. But I guess you know it was actually you know now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I would say something something to that effect. But not quite. I I, I knew I always knew that it was okay, and mm-hmm. and I would defend it at gunpoint. You know, and that's what I wanted before, when I put that out. You know, I had a lot of pressure. Revealed? Before it yes. was revealed, yes, you already I knew from hear. when I okay. from when the day that mm-hmm. I published, you know, yeah. and I remember I had a lot of pressure to go faster at that time, and I said no, I, I, I'm not going faster than anything. I'm going as fast as it takes to call these people on these emails.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay,
0: and I'm going as fast as it takes to call Hunter, and I'm going as fast as it takes mm-hmm. to make sure that that subpoena is solid. You know,
1: so that what was did my you timeline, learn?
0: and and, and you I think what I learned in this circumstance is, you know, I sense feel a little. Um, a little bit indignant, I tend to be a little bit, um, um, you know, I have a thing where I don't really, I'm a believer in God. Um, I don't know if we can talk about that on air, but I'm a believer in God. And because I'm a believer in God, I have a hard time with hierarchy sometimes yes. and authority sometimes because yes. in my eyes, we're all human yes. and we all have the same soul and, and, and mm-hmm. God is the authority. Right. So I don't really acknowledge, like, elites as authorities. I don't really acknowledge people in the government as authorities. They're not my authorities, only God is, and everybody else is my equal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I was up there, you know, I I felt like, <laughs> okay, maybe I'm not as confident <laughs> As I like to think, I (laughs) I felt intimidated by them. I did. I did. You know? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, you didn't seem it. Yeah. I try to not be like that Mm -hmm. because I'm not a meek person and I didn't want to let my insecurity in that, in that setting Mm -hmm. show.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, like I, I, there's very, very few instances where I'm shaken in that, in that philosophy Mm -hmm. that we are all equals before God and um and i i was feeling like they they tower over you and they're peering over you they're mm-hmm. on a on a higher um they're on a higher platform than you and you really do feel that
1: physically they were higher yes yes yeah yes. Oh, that is so cheated. done on purpose oh sure i don't yes, I, that, that's like lost on that that's lost in the translation of it being on video i think i, I you know oh, we don't feel that um, but yeah. I can imagine how that would be. And it's almost like you're on trial, like, in, like a, you know, like the Spanish Inquisition, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like they're
0: peering down yeah. at you and you have to look up at them in order to speak. And it
1: yeah, it's, it's um, daunting.
0: And I wasn't expecting that. Mm. And I did like, and usually I don't even acknowledge that stuff. Like, I don't care. You could be the president of the United States. I have respect. I would never say that I don't have respect for right. people, actually. Right. This philosophy breeds a lot of respect for people mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, we're all, you know, part of one thing. But but um, it's not lack of respect, but it's also, I don't know, you're not my master. That's right. how I feel. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, any, any tinge of, from that perspective that you just mentioned, the view actually being female because, you know, we're, you and I are both women. We know yeah. there's lots of, yeah. you know, different nuances when we're doing things, right, that we deal yeah. with. Um, did you kind of, you know, uh, conjure that type of like, they're not going to, they they think they're going to bulldoze me because I'm a woman and I'm going to be weak, you know? Like, I actually you found like-
0: the opposite. Okay. Um, I found that a lot of the Democrats, and Republicans, even. Mm-hmm. But more the Democrats, because the Democrats were in an antagonist kind of role, or they put themselves in that role. I'm not antagonistic for them. Mm-hmm. But um, they see me as like, oh, Breitbart, oh, you know, we have to be the first enemy. And I think they were put off by the fact that I'm a woman, and a young woman.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I was obviously the youngest by far sitting in that room. Mm-hmm. um, And um, and I'm 30, by the way. <laughs> and um, so, so I... I guess I gave that away when I said I was 27 when I did the story. But, uh, you know, I think that they actually didn't like the fact that there was a young woman sitting there because uh-huh. it's, um, it's the opposite. I think it's the opposite dynamic. Maybe that's just my own psychology, yeah. but me too. I think that I, me too. they don't want to be the person that's berating a 30 year old yes. woman. It's okay. not a good look.
1: Not a good look. One more question for you. And we're speaking with Emma Jo Morris of Breitbart, uh, about her experience testifying in the censorship hearing. Um, did anybody, anybody, publicly, and if anonymously, anything, apologize to you?
0: Never. Never. Wow. Never. And it, it's astounding because
1: <laughs> there wow. have been
0: vile things that have been said about me, and there have been vile things that have been said about my work, and me personally both. And I don't know. I mean, I can't believe it. But yeah, no, there have been not a word, not a word. Not even There's like, been...
1: I'm sorry this happened to you? Like, maybe not even saying, hey, listen, right? made a mistake. Right. Like a
0: cop-out apology? Not
1: even. Wow!
0: Yeah, no, no. Nobody has wow. reached that. The arrogance in this industry is something you don't see. And you it's just don't see lack it. Lack
1: of integrity, man. I mean, that is disgusting. It really oh, is. 100%.
0: No, this is a dirty... You know, listen, Breitbart, and I'm so lucky to be there, I'm Breitbart um, sends me all over the country to talk mm-hmm. to, to our readers and to talk to different groups and organizations, and I love that, because the industry people that I'm around, I live in New York, and so mm-hmm. the industry people that I'm around in New York all the time are like, it's a different, it's a different cut than when you go out into the country, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And um, I think that the people that are listening to this show right now, it's the only impulse is when you say something so, so horrible about somebody and you're so wrong. That you know, in a moment of passion, you say something or whatever. It, your impulse is to apologize, mm-hmm. but that's not the impulse of people in media. That is just not; they're not made of the same they just stuff. Move you know, on.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Well, Emma, Joe, we are just so thrilled that we were able to speak with you, like prior to all of that, and just get to know you. It just made the experience of watching you just Thank so you. exciting yeah. and i was we were like cheering we're like oh my <laughs> gosh look i didn't even know you were going to be doing that i didn't either and when it was all over the place i was like whoa look i mean like we just this, we played yeah. it twice already but it you was knew so me powerful when. yeah i knew you when, right we were saying our little emma <laughs> joe grew up ah. yeah exactly <laughs> but, I, have yeah. A, I have a question for you two of them when can we get you here to speak <laughs> huh? Just saying. Yeah. And the second I am
0: happy to you know, you know the people who you have to go through okay. and I'll be there. Perfect. That'd be amazing.
1: The second thing is are you getting any kind of feeling that the tide may be turning as far as accepting this as being true or accepting the mm. fact that this guy yeah. is just a crook, Biden, I mean. Yeah,
0: like I think that there's a segment of the population, unfortunately, because of the operation that we all underwent by the intelligence community. Mm-hmm. I think there is a certain segment of the country that just reflexively when you say Hunter Biden laptop, they just you know their their impulse is just fake news, and they don't even know why they're saying it. You know, yeah. no matter what you present, it's just that's just like the Bible, and that's what they say. Okay, um, but um, but I think for a lot, like listen, I have had virtually zero people reach out to me um, mm-hmm. criticizing me, hate with hate or whatever. Um, virtually zero. It's been it's been ninety nine percent and above praise, Mm. and you were right, and oh my God, and I can't believe that that finally they're going to have to face you when they lied about you, and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think that this is, A, I think the the concept of having a free press is actually non-controversial, and I said this in Congress, this is not taboo, and I think the American people, by and large, no matter their party, and I've had people who reach out to me who claim they are Democrats, um, lifelong Democrats, mm-hmm. and they are just like, I can't believe that the, you, you went through this. This is so horrific. Yeah. So I think that, A, this is a bipartisan issue, and I think that it transcends political ideology, and, um, and B, I think that when you read it in the New York Times and in the Washington Post, which they have, it, it's a red pill.
1: Mm.
0: You know, and yeah. I think that that is happening. I think that there is a big crack in that narrative, the, the Russia disinformation narrative, I think there's a huge crack in it. I think people have basically realized—all people who are willing to realize, I think, are there. And then all you have left is, like, that 20% who are just unwilling right. to see um, any any evidence to the contrary of their beliefs.
1: And, and you know what? By calling everything Russian disinformation, it really— takes away from the fact that they we are sometimes victims of russian disinformation and now we're just gonna always you know question it and not believe it you know what i mean it's a it's a discredit yeah to what is yeah, actually happening it's you know
0: well propaganda is, is a thing and information is. warfare is a mm-hmm. thing china and um, russia yes. y- ukraine um All a a lot of Iran, Mm -hmm. a lot of countries pull these things on us a lot, um, all the time, and it is a real threat. Um, but obviously, you know, they assign um, true reporting about authentic emails. It, it, yeah, you're right. It does, it does blunt the force of the yeah. of the word, doesn't it? Even yeah. though it is a real threat. It's like
1: calling everybody racist like they do, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's so true.
0: Yeah. yeah, and they pulled that with the WikiLeaks thing, too. Mm-hmm. They claimed that that was a rush. I, I mean, I don't know how or what, the, a genesis of all that, but um, the emails were real. Right. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it's... Yeah. Uh, It's a cop-out, and I think people realize that. That's why you have to laugh, because not only is it a cop-out, but it's it's a fantastic and absurd story.
1: Thank you so much, Emma Joe Morris. Follow her on Breitbart and on Twitter. We'll talk to you next time. Be well. Thank Thank you. you. Have a good one.